Welcome back, y'all. Oh my gosh, season three. Y'all, season three is here. You're here. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. My goodness, y'all. I have to say, when I reflect on the other two seasons of the Rendezvous podcast, we were out here talking about some stuff, okay? (laughs) We had authors. We had coaches. We have entrepreneurs of all the kinds. We have pastors. We have um, apparel creators. Okay. I look back at both seasons and I'm honestly enamored. I'm so enamored. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful for just the, the, the willingness to do it. You know, I used to listen to podcasts even before I had one. And I was so charmed at how people could allow audiences to have access to content that you don't necessarily see everywhere. Sure. You know, TV shows are out there and stuff like that, but I really enjoy and appreciate hearing real people have real conversations. And this podcast does just that real people having real conversations about real faith. And that is the focus moving forward, y'all. So when you listen to this episode in particular, wife versus woman, oh my gosh. Honestly, I'll say, yeah, men have it hard. I get it. I'm not saying anybody doesn't have it hard. Women have it rough. Okay. Seriously. We have a lot of underlying things that we think about and that happen to us that we don't always talk about or always get a chance to really go into. So I'm super duper excited for this episode. I'm super excited for y'all to give me y'all feedback, y'all, because these ladies have been through it. Okay. So tune in to the episode and thank you for being with me for these last two seasons. Y'all season three is 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 going to be bomb. Yay! Welcome back to the Rendezvous Podcast. I am your host, Ariana Shears. Thank you all for being here. I so, so, so appreciate every single one of my listeners. I appreciate the feedback that you all send to my DMs at champagne underscore hallelujah. And I really love the feedback I get when I put questions in my stories about what you all want to hear what you all want to see how you feel about things little did you know I'm using those for research purposes okay so don't say nothing you don't want your peoples to hear because I just might put it on blast all right I am so excited about this particular topic for so many reasons wifehood womanhood how do they intertwine do they intertwine how do people look at women how do people look at women in different cultures how do people look at women in different age ranges and different age brackets our upbringing there's so much to being a woman and there's so much to being a wife no I'm not one yet but I understand how all of this plays into effect So I say all of that to say that this particular episode is going to be dynamic, talking about wifehood and womanhood. And my guests are amazing women. We have none other than Brittany Riles and we have Tasha Burton. Okay, these ladies are freaking amazing for different reasons. And well, actually similar reasons, but we'll talk about their differences. Brittany, tell the people where you're from and what you do. Hey, everybody. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I am a nurse and I love the Lord. (laughs) Short, sweet (laughs) and to the point. Okay, Tasha, my darling. Welcome. Well, I am in real estate. Um, I'm a marriage coach and I, too, love the Lord. And he heard your cry. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying, okay? Look, I'm gonna get to singing again. So, got ladies, I be I be trying to do better. Like, if I'm talking to a mixed group of people, sure, I'll say guys, even though it's like a a common thing, just be like, hey guys, I try to be intentional. Like, Mm -hmm. your genitalia is that of a woman, so I would like to call you a lady. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
wouldn't be respectful. You know what I mean? Very intentional. So why I brought you both here to discuss this topic is because you both have a unique perspective to life that I respect. Um, You're educated women. You are beautiful women. And you are beautiful minded. So the way you think is very purposeful and respectful and you Mm -hmm. honor the thoughts of others and you're not judgmental and all the things. So I appreciate what you all bring to the table. And Brittany, the beautiful part about you is that I feel like I know you through your husband. So he's been <laughs> he's been on my A lot podcast. of people say that. Yes, but that's how marriage is. You know what I'm saying? With the whole oneness. Yeah. If you see one, you should see at least the extension of the other as well. So he's been on the podcast twice. Shout out to John Riles. You know what I'm saying? Pastor John. Whoop, whoop. Um, he was on <laughs> both episodes discussing uh, loving our wife. Well, loving wives. I don't have a wife. <laughs> but he was on I Think I Love My Wife Part 1. And I think I love my wife part two. And so both of the conversations got so real. The second one, it was just him. I didn't have a second guest. And the way he tells stories about your all's relationship is so freeing and is real. Mm -hmm. So just by how he mentions how you all live life together and what he learns from Mm -hmm. you and vice versa, I'm like, I feel like I know her. I feel like we're homies <laughs> so overall I wanted that's to that's good that's good yeah it's super duper <laughs> important so one thing that I wanted to ask you ladies this is a touchy one okay and then audience too I want y'all to answer this question internally or even send me a DM and be like yo this is my answer you both are women and you both are brown skinned shout out to Indiari right so would you consider yourself black first or a woman first i feel like it's a toss-up um for me i would probably say i'm black first Mm -hmm. just because i have been in audiences where people assume that i'm mixed even though i'm not Mm -hmm. and some of the commentary that i have heard has been very offensive to me ah so yours would be more from the stance of identity and just being clear Mm -hmm. in what your identity is as i don't like using the term race but your my womanhood has never been questioned but my race is often questioned okay (laughs) that i totally understand so tasha would you say that you are first black or you are first a woman well, I will say black first because when you introduce, you know, or whenever you're speaking of yourself or talking to other women, you're like, I'm a black woman mm-hmm. or I'm a I'm a black strong woman. Mm-hmm. You know, the woman is always at the end because kind of like what Brittany said, the identity. I mean, we, we can tell, you know, you're a woman, mm-hmm. but the characteristics and, you know, your color and things like that. So I would say black woman. This is so unique. So the only other time this has ever happened really is in my I'm not black because episode where I thought I was going to have more of a like unanimous answer, but I actually say the opposite. Right. So mine would be that I am a woman first and then black, but not necessarily because of the reasons that you ladies mentioned, like that's what you see first. But because from how I think about life and how I like operate through life, I think of it as a woman first. And then my blackness Mm -hmm. is associated based off of whatever the situation is. So like when I'm around like men of other races or what have you, I'm expecting them to treat me even if if you're not a racist man and you do welcome all ethnicities and you are a man that opens doors and does things for women that way I expect that from you because you're recognizing me as a woman first and then afterwards it's like yeah I'll hold the door but I'm not going to sit next to you (laughs) because you're black (laughs) so (laughs) you know what I mean that's kind of how I look at it but I didn't really (laughs) excuse me (laughs) that's kind of how I look at it but I never knew that until having this conversation and hearing how you ladies feel about being black and also being a woman I'm like wow I really I didn't realize I I think the other way but what I find is very interesting 
mm-hmm. is how our background plays a major major factor in how we look at ourselves and how we look at others so right now there's a lot of of talk actually I can't even say right now for a long time there's been talk about how black women are less desirable and how black women aren't um you know as appealing as other other women in other races and what I'm learning is a lot of the background that people have plays a lot of it has a lot to factor into what they saw women like whenever they were growing up. So first, before we even get into the wifehood womanhood thing, what are both of your relationship statuses? Well, Brittany, we just said yours. You married. <laughs> I am. I'm divorced. married. <laughs> I'm divorced. So tell tell us a little bit about Tasha, if you don't mind going first this time, do you mind telling us a little bit about your divorce story? I do not. Um, Well, actually, um, I was divorced twice. So I did, you know, but the first one, I got married really early. Uh, I was about 19 or 20. And we stayed together for a long time up until my 30s. So um, and then I didn't get married again to like 14 years later. Oh, you know? wow. So, yeah, that one didn't last long at all. So um, my divorce story is just that, you know, with my first marriage, um, I would say it was a a a battle, you know, mm. so far as a spiritual battle, um, because he was actually in training to be a deacon and would have been a deacon within two weeks and that's when the marriage fell apart Ah. and then my grandfather passed so everything hit at once so it was that my grandfather passed and then we were divorced so it was just like a, a hard storm had hit and then we were still so young um we really didn't have that Christian background that mm. that I have now, but had I known then what I know now, come on, I, it would have been different, you know, because we were just doing the mm-hmm. basic prayers of God help us in our marriage. We were not literally fasting and praying and mm-hmm. you know hardcore spiritual warfare. We were not going in. We were just walking around the battlefield, you know. Ah. But we were not putting on our armor. We did not know that then, you know. And so as I got grown, mm-hmm. and then I looked back on it that's why when I got into my second marriage I'm like okay God well sorry about this God but what do you (laughs) what do you say I went through that I should have waited a little bit longer but I had my warfare on I had my clothes on I was ready Mm -hmm. and I understood then you know so Mm -hmm. I just know that you know it's important that when you're married that you and your spouse stay before God like keep God first in your marriage and when you know the enemy Mm -hmm. is gonna come Right. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Come on, but that's he's the word. Going, he's going right. to come in the marriage because there's a connection, there's a commitment, there's a covenant. You know, everything see that lines under Christ, he's going to try to attack. See, I can identify with the mm-hmm. the baby prayers part because when I first got you know real cool with God, I was like, you know what? I like what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? I believe that you died <laughs> on the cross for me for real. Okay, so let mm-hmm. me go ahead and give you my life and let me get let me let me give you what do they call it i'm trying to be respectful of what they call you know our female genitalia let me give that back to you <laughs> so whenever i was <laughs> whenever i was in a relationship when i really like gave my life to god for real i was like hey look we ain't doing none of that sex stuff no more and he was like i mean whatever you say that now i was like nah for real though like i prayed the prayer of celibacy and all that before I knew the difference okay I was like yeah I prayed it so you know what I'm saying I want God to keep me so yeah we ain't doing that no more and we lived together so I was like oh <laughs> you hear me I was like yeah you done bought from there. the yeah you opened the wrapper but close it back I don't I don't want you eating from this no more so I fooled around and was like God please like I really want him to love you like I love you and I like want us to like just be out here loving you together so whatever I have to do to attract him to you, I'll do it, Lord. That was how I was praying. Like, God, please let him also be wow. saved. I really want it. Do you know, on my way to church one night, I was praying this prayer. God, show me in this service how to be a better girlfriend so he can see you. I sat in the back of, and this is how wow. I actually started going to the church that I'm at now. Mm-hmm. 
I had never witnessed the prophetic. I didn't know not a nothing what it was. And I'm sitting in service and like people just getting prophetic words like you, ma'am, with the brown skirt, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is going on with you. And she they <laughs> falling out and crying. And I'm sitting back there like, God, whatever this is, I want if you for real are listening, I want him to come and say something specific to me like that. And it was Pastor Michael Johnson from Apostle Michael Johnson and now from the Refreshing Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And he walks down the aisle and he points to me and says, you. And I was like, it's my turn. (laughs) He was like, you, you can't learn to love nobody else until you learn to love yourself. And I was like, that's clear. I was like, ah, ah, I gotta break up with him. I know I don't love me. Oh, this is terrible. So that was like my first real smack in the face of what true covenant is like. Like if you really want to mm-hmm. have your heart on display for real, for real, then give me all the things. Like get naked before me, strip yourself of all of this crap, all of this mess, and let me have your heart for real. And I was like, all right, well, he gotta go. Mm-hmm. Boom, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, tell us a little bit about uh, your marriage and just how how life has been now for the two of you. Okay, well, <laughs> I would say our marriage is very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, You know what? We kind of tell people at this point that it was an arranged marriage. Yes. Just hear me out on it. So we dated for like two months. He says three. And then we got married, but it was a prophetic word about our marriage and we just jumped in. Mm. Now, were we prepared? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) But we jokingly say on every anniversary, God takes care of fools and babies. And that's what he was doing in the inception of our marriage. Because I mean, I was 21, he was a fresh 22. And we got married like two months in. Like, what was we thinking? Exactly. So I was about to finish nursing school. He was still trying to like figure out what he was doing career wise. They had just made him the youth pastor. It was like tons of things on our plate. Yes. So we were like, what did we do? (laughs) Did we really just, we married? (laughs) Now you wake up, you be like, okay, that is a ring on my finger. Okay, we married. So it, it was it was very interesting. But by the grace of God and premier I mean we had marriage counseling. Tons and tons of it. I was gonna say, what's that? I eye did roll? therapy on my own. Come on, therapy. <laughs> Amen. Listen. Because honestly, it was those things and we still do work. I mean, people see us and be like, oh, we want a relationship like y'all. We'd be like, it is work. Right. Lots and lots of work. The <laughs> happiness you see is created by work. You hear me? It doesn't just happen. And not the Amazon so, kind either. You ain't getting this overnight. Listen. Mm-mm. <laughs> no. Work. Intentional work. Intentional vulnerability. Mm. Intentional just, I'm going to be completely present in this. Yeah. Yeah. So then, we will uh, We will mark 15 years. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> that is very exciting. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but yeah, right? it is super exciting. Wow. See, that's so beautiful. I hear that a lot because I'm, you know, I'm still a little tender age. So it's a lot I ain't experienced yet. Mm-hmm. But I hear that when people say when you're doing, you know, God's work or when you're doing something that that you are passionate about, that is purposeful to you. You don't realize how the time flies until you look back and you're like, yeah. oh, my goodness, it's been that long. I can't. That OK, right. I can't say that about about actual ministry work, because when I'm, you know, letting people know, oh, yeah, I've been in my church for X amount of years. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been there for ten, nine years or with me yeah. in massage therapy. Somebody asked me today, how long have you been doing massage? Because they assume because I am younger. Oh, like two years, like a year or so. Like, no, 12 12 years I've been doing this. Like, oh, you got a little wow. weight on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out here. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Experienced or whatever. You know, don't sleep on it. Okay. 
Yes. <laughs> but the one thing that you said, Tasha, that I think is super important is the spiritual battle component that you talked about within mm-hmm. your first marriage. Uh, the the aspect of being black and being a woman, there are spiritual battles that we have internally mm-hmm. that I don't know get talked about enough. So with us talking about wifehood and womanhood, there is a video that I sent you ladies and there's this man who is talking to a group of people I think they're all just having a conversation it may even be a podcast I couldn't find it but he's talking about the difference between how black women are raised and how Latin women are raised and within this clip he says that the Latin woman you know, invite him over. He's over there. They're eating or whatever. He gets up and he scrapes his food in the trash and then goes to put the plate up. And the mom goes off on the daughter. And then he was mentioning how if it were in a black household and he did that, they'd be like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a good man right there. You know, he does what he knows how to take care of himself. So that really, I don't, it didn't trigger me, but it inspired me to have this conversation because there's so much there's so much in that video I don't even know where to start unpacking it I I asked you ladies like you know how do you feel about it I don't even know how I feel about it because there's so much in what he said so for you two ladies what was the first thing that popped in your head when you watched the video well with me when I watched the video um, just how he I guess categorized it as if um, black women don't do that. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's really not true because it depends on your upbringing, you mm-hmm. know? And, and when I watched that, I, I actually laughed because <laughs> the reason why I laugh is because my grandparents, along with my mom, but my grandparents for say the most, they raised me. Yeah. And they're from Mississippi. <gasps> me too. So needless to say, that's what I do because that's the Southern hospitality Yeah, when you get, and plus I've been married, you know, so when, you know, I'm used to watching my grandmother cook breakfast, she made grits, she made eggs, homemade biscuits, mm-hmm. bacon, and then for lunch, my grandfather had lunch, and then for dinner, we had smothered chicken, we had rice, so I'm used to seeing that, and when I tell you that Johnny Burton did not touch that plate when he wanted seconds <laughs> mm-hmm. my grandmother did that and she baked a cake every Sunday yeah. for the household like so I was sitting there and I was just like well I really can't just say that us as black women don't do that we're out there mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we are we're out there um you know so I just kind of was like yeah well maybe he just didn't you know have the right woman you know right. from my background being you know southern and then I actually you know my daughter she's raised like that you know because she was around my grandmother and I mean that's just the upbringing and then my my little brother with him you know it'll be reversed with him with the woman he'll have that um, southern hospitality with the woman because that was our upbringing yeah you know so Brittany what was your first thought when you saw the video I wish I could have watched you watch it Right, I wish you could have too. Because I was like, I was like, that's that's absolutely true. From my upbringing, I know, I know. From my upbringing, it was totally true. Yeah. Now, domestication, I was totally taught how to clean, totally taught how to cook. But I came from a super, super independent single mom. Mm. Have your own have a man but don't need a man like Mm -hmm. these were the concepts that were drilled into me so honestly when I got married I didn't even plan on getting married really never planned on getting married never planned on having kids because for me I watched my mom in like five failed marriages really so for me I was just like if I want to have sex I don't need to get married for that Okay. I don't need a man to take care of me. I can make my own money. I can pay my own bills. I know how to cook. I know how to clean. I know how to take my car to the shop if something needs to get fixed. Yeah. So my mentality was that of straight independence. Mm. Was that a... So it was definitely... 
Oh no, go an ahead. On the job training thing for me. <laughs> That's so funny. On the job training. The the beautiful yeah. part, honestly, um, with how some things that God puts us in, it's meant to be on the job training. Like, look, you ain't. I'm not gonna give you room to say no to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? I think it's neat what Tasha is saying because I stay on my daughter about that. It's like you can pursue life and you can, you know, go after your dreams. But when it comes to a man, you're going to handle him a certain way and you're going to take care of him a certain way. I love that. Mm -hmm. Your husband. Mm -hmm. Now, see, I was talking Mm -hmm. to I was talking to one of my um, one of my friends about this, about how my parents were are the reason that I want to be married because I saw them as best friends they would do things together they would learn teach each other new things learn things together Mm -hmm. my mom was outside working on the car with my dad because his hands are huge and hers are skinny you know baby can you reach through there so if you go down there you're gonna feel this pipe i'm gonna hand you hand you this nail i just need you to you know if you take this screw and screw it in so i learned a lot like watching them just be together and do things together and want to serve each other but that's how my mom was or is it right. was, you know, people be changing. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I saw growing up. There we go. I love you, mom. That's what I saw growing up. <laughs> was was that? And then too, my grandma. Oh my goodness, this woman. You would have thought she was raised in the South because she is straight up like, I'm gonna serve. I don't like you. Won't cook a mm-hmm. meal. You can barbecue but you finna get out of my kitchen don't touch nothing uh, I don't need mm, what you That's want you know what I'm saying this is my kitchen mm-hmm. I know where the stuff at yeah. yes that is spaghetti because I put it in there okay <laughs> don't don't nobody care that it's a sour cream tub <laughs> that's the spaghetti from last week that I put in there so she's super like you know territorial of her domain and she she loves her her space as a wife she loves her space as a mom mm-hmm. she she will get mad at my mom if my dad is like I'm hungry and she'd be like what you doing your husband said he hungry and my mom is you know a little little modernized now she'd be like he know where the kitchen at <laughs> so, so now you see what I'm saying it changed a little bit but um but mm-hmm. just watching them it was different for me watching the video because I'm like I I literally am both of these worlds I have seen both mm-hmm. of these worlds growing up so I'm finding now that I have to choose how I want to be as a woman and incorporate the freedom of learning how I might be as a wife I am courting currently Mm -hmm. so even that is like okay I don't want to do too much because I don't want you thinking once I rock her up you know I'm, I'm gonna get this treatment for life when really I'm like I was just testing that out I don't like that at all actually I don't I don't really want to do that <laughs> I'm sorry you liked it but um, we can do a rotation maybe I don't know that I <laughs> you know what I'm saying 90 day trial alright today's the 90th I don't don't look for it again sir but <laughs> but luckily we're open so you know I'd be like okay maybe yeah. okay schedule we'll have a schedule so but for me learning like how I wanted to to be as a woman it was different because I'm like there's no one way there's no one size fits mm-hmm. all so what do you ladies what did you ladies take with your background into your relationships as wives I took a lot of what not to do mm. <laughs> I kind of gleaned from everything that I saw as an issue growing up that made me not want marriage. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So like my first year of marriage, it didn't matter what we had in the refrigerator or the freezer. I was going to cook dinner every night. Like it was just something that I wanted to do. The house was going to be immaculate all the time. Like it was just things that I knew that if I got married, these are the things that I want to make sure I offer to my marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I kind of did that. But definitely the independence thing was totally still in there. One of the like biggest arguments we had in the beginning, John said to me, you come from women who castrate men and I'm not going to let you castrate me. And I was like, oh, 
Wow. <laughs> and Bars. That was a very, very hard pill to swallow. Yeah. But it brought light to something that I was not aware of because literally when I looked at like who my grandmother was married to, she had totally castrated him. So like when my grandfather was there, they didn't have a lot of interaction. Yeah. He interacted with like his grandkids more or he just would stay gone. Oh my God. And then my mom's last marriage, he just didn't have a voice at all. Mm. So I was just like, this is very true. Like, if I want my husband to be the head of the household and I want him to lead and I want him to give me a vision, I got to get out of the way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm learning that now. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, so timeline, what are we looking at? Uh, what's uh, what are we what are we doing? You did God tell you something? Like, am I like? Do we need to pray again? Like, what's what's going on over there? And then he was just like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let me do this." And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> like you're right. Okay, my bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, head. yeah." I did say mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. He'll hit me with the. I remember a conversation and as soon as he says that I'm like Ugh, you're about to put my words in my mouth I can feel it I can I can taste it, it back to you. <laughs> don't you put my words in my mouth <laughs> he's great <laughs> but Tasha what about you what did you what from your background were you like yeah I want that yeah no I don't want that looks like for me I think what I took was everything like to do you know like Mm. in my opinion because I would sit there and you know I was up under my grandparents a lot so even when they would read the word they would just sit he'll have his chair Mm. she'll have her chair he'll have his bible she'll have her bible so beautiful and even like you know when the storm hits and it's raining and thundering it was like Tasha they turned all the light I mean all the TVs mm-hmm. off in the house and it was like don't move they was like get you a book <laughs> get you a game sit on the floor mm-hmm. let the Lord do his work you know so I think like I was brought, you know like it, it was like strict yeah. but it gave me order mm-hmm. you know so my mindset is like still kind of like in the old school realm yeah even though we're ahead you know and so it's kind of good that I took that because that's the type of man that I look for yeah it's just that we're in a totally different generation now like there was no internet there was no cell phones you know so it was a way Mm -hmm. to have more quality time with your family instead of like you know when it's storming sometimes the wi-fi go out sometimes it don't if the wi-fi go out guess what you on your mobile data right so you still on the phone you know but back then it was Mm -hmm. like cut everything out which i think brought unity yes and kept unity in the Mm -hmm. home and like sometimes they you know my grandparents they'll get on their knees if the storm was too strong they would get on their knees and pray yeah this i was literally brought up like in a christian home so this like that's all i know you know what i'm saying and that's all i see and it's like that's what i take yeah you know what i'm saying but the thing that i don't take is to remember that you know everything is not going to be perfect like that every day but what I saw from my grandparents is what you strive for yeah and it showed me that God you know can have a healthy marriage because they stayed married for over 50 or 60 years and when I tell you they did they vows when my grandfather took his last breath she was there you know over the bed you know so I mean they went totally on the word but then they had their rough days Mm -hmm. so I kind of have to Mm -hmm. balance it because I saw a lot of good but then I gotta say Tasha even as a child you know they hid some stuff come on yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know because every time my grandma was on her knees by herself you know (laughs) now that I'm older I'm looking like I'm like oh granddaddy must have been doing something yeah yeah you know so I kind of take both of them I do I take both sides, the good, you know, and the bad. Yeah. You know, because if you don't watch it, you can get caught up in what you see as a child in a good way. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you can get caught up what you see as a child in a bad way. Yeah. Thinking that you were brought up in a household where they argue and fight and things are not good. So you like, oh, well, I don't want to get married because all I seen was my parents fight. And then you could turn out to be the best husband, the best wife, right. the best mother, the best father, you know? Yeah. So. That's mm-hmm. so important. And I, what I love about the word is that it it no matter what the background 
is it steers us to a place of wholeness and there's no excuse whenever you really 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 take the word at at the word take God at his word and really apply it to yourself there's no excuse to anything um, one thing that was um, kind of challenging at first but it, I started to learn that it's just a natural process is confronting my change Oh, Jesus, I love you. It's different whenever you're confronting the changes that God is undergoing by yourself. Mm. But whenever you are doing it with someone else present, mm. oh, Lord, I want you to help me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it gets real. <laughs> like, yeah. was, yeah. was that difficult for y'all to take the lickings and the conviction with someone present? Or was it just kind of like, you know what, this is just what, what God does? Or were you already used to it and it was easier for you to do? And your spouse was the one who was like, okay, okay, I, I'm going to have to love you through these whoopings. Or, you know, what was it like learning to be changed, a changed person in the presence of another person? It was very challenging. <laughs> I think what we often do is say, well, why are you like picking on me? And then we were young too. So I don't think that we had a full understanding that God was challenging us both at the same time. Yeah. So I would be like, why well, I'm always the person to say sorry first? <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't right either. Yeah. Things like that. But it was like, I was super prideful. Like literally that level of independence that had been just like poured into me. It made me so prideful. Like, so just, I'm right. I got this together. I know what I'm doing. Like I got oh, this. And it was goodness. like, no, you don't. <laughs> right. Like baby girl, let's dial that back. Yes. Was yes. it the same for you, Tasha? I can say yes, um, because it's like, you know, you think about it, you're like, well, I'm still young, kind of like what Brittany, you know, was saying. But then God is like, I know, but this can't go with you. So <laughs> I'm dealing with you. <laughs> so yeah. it's got to come out. This got to go. You know what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, and then I go in there and I'm like, God, it just seems like everybody gets away with everything. <laughs> I see this person doing this and you don't convict them or get them at all. But the same, if I thinking I'm in trouble it's like <laughs> it's like okay when yep. you're done crying yeah <laughs> when you're done I still want this gone and if you don't pass mm -hmm. the test we're gonna revisit this mountain again so yeah it is especially when you have you know a calling or you know what I'm saying something that God mm -hmm. is just like I just we just can't have this anymore yeah it's like mm -hmm. ooh, I feel like ooh kind of embarrassed like same okay. I'll be like now why yeah. do you have to do it like that <laughs> yes Everything. like embarrassed yeah. like Oh my yes God. that was the hardest thing to be like okay I don't care like it took me a while to be like well no matter what God is doing I don't care yeah. and even still now I be like I be realizing hmm you didn't really disclose that information to your accountability partner like oh my gosh <laughs> duh like hello I didn't for a reason and then you know I just be I'm so open with the people that I'm super close to mm -hmm. so I'll like you know mm -hmm. refrain from saying something in the moment like when it's happening and then a couple weeks or maybe even a couple months will go by and I'll just be bringing it up yeah so you know before when I was doing blah blah blah, blah and it's like whoa, whoa 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 you never brought that up like oh oh yeah that happened sorry but by that point yeah by that point I've already like gotten past it so for me it was what I'm learning how to do is to like that pride that that thing oh my gosh man and so I'd be right. like why are you trying to self-preserve yourself like why is there an image of you that you're trying to keep when really the image that you're striving after looks nothing like you yeah like why mm -mm. What is the point? So in my current sing in my singleness season right now, because I still consider myself single until until I'm rocked out. But in my in my singleness season <laughs> right now, I'm learning to just 
be open. Like if I'm saying that I believe that God has put us together to be in a in a forever relationship, why wouldn't I be naked before you? Not True. with not physically, you know what I mean. I <laughs> but just why not? Why not offer that opportunity for growth? What was the thing for mm-hmm. y'all in your singleness seasons? Um, the first time and even now for yourself, Tasha, what's the thing that you're working on that might help some other single people realize, okay, you really got to work on this before your person comes, if that's what you want? Yeah, with me, it's like a balance. You know, it's like having a balance um, in your life. You know, because when you're single, um, they say when you're single, you have more time to work for the Lord. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, I'm not, I used to say I unfortunately have been on both sides, but fortunately I've been married and I've been divorced. So I've been able to see how it is when you're married and it's like, okay, I got to make sure this is done. Make sure that is done. Then I give him attention Mm -hmm. and then you got to make sure the kid is good. And then you talk to your family, you talk to your Mm in-laws and then by the end of the day, you so tired and you laying down going to sleep like father God and night. You ain't got no time and God waking you up at three in the morning like I let Come you get on. four hours of sleep but you know he be doing that to you too man <laughs> yes. I be like I'm sorry mm-hmm. can I just wake up yes. at six instead of seven please so like in the single realm you know <laughs> in the single world you're just like okay you have all the availability mm-hmm. you know because you're not accountable for anyone but yeah. yourself and you know your kids and maybe loved ones to check on but you have enough time and enough time throughout the day within you know work and balance and things to where you can just be like, okay, God, I'm going before you. You know, I'm going oh, on a, so a four week fast. You, you know, babe, when you're married, it's like, okay, babe, we have to go. I'm going on a fast. Right after that fast, you got to come right back. Yeah. So that the enemy can't creep <laughs> you in. Hear me. You know. But when you're yeah. single, it's just like you come off that fast and you, you know, ask God to restore you. You can go right back on another uh-huh. one. You know. So it's a. It's kind of like you know. I would say. It's a balance. I would say as a single person, God is preparing you. Mm-hmm. You know, and people say, well, God is preparing you for your mate. And I know a lot of women that heard that. This is my encouragement. I used to call it the Christian or religious rebuttal. I be like, when people come to me and they be like, well, you know, God is preparing you. You know, I know it's, you know, I know it's hard being single. And I be like, why do they all say the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know, because you keep hearing it and it becomes discouraging yeah. instead of encouraging. But then once you think about it, it's like God is preparing me. Yes. You know, because it's when you are just by yourself. And then when you think about it, you know, you meet someone and then you you all are, you know, engaged and you get married and you move in. You're not living alone anymore. So you don't have a quiet home. You know, the time that you can normally go and steal away with God. You can't because your husband could be knocking up baby. Right. Uh, did you did you switch those clothes over? You like, like, you don't see this door closed? Right. In the, oh, I was getting my spirit was right there. You, ooh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, God is like, get all you can while you're single. Mm. You know, it's kind of like he's filling you. That's the type of preparation I take it to be. You know, that God is Mm -hmm. filling you. He's getting your spirit ready, getting your mindset together. So when you do go in this marriage that, you know, it's not overwhelming on top of the things that you're already going to have to go through. You won't go through unnecessary battles. Your spirit, man, your mindset is already ready. You know, it's it's strong enough. So that's that's so good and important because look. If there's anybody who has no interest in going to another singles conference, you're looking at her. I just Not scroll you on. Can't go to no, one, I scroll on up. <laughs> yep, thanks. Okay, oh because I just be like, at this point, what new? The revelation better be crispy. It better be something I ain't never ever heard before. I need literally Mount Transfiguration type stuff. Like, hold up now. Because at this point, I'm like, because I take my walk so seriously, I'm like, God, I I know everything that you didn't told me. It's just up for me to do it. Yes. So if I do go to one, it's like, let me connect so that I'm like, you know, bearing arms and like, I feel like more like I got another push. But I'm because I've been with God for a minute. I'd be looking like some of y'all don't even need to be at these conferences. Let's just be honest. Some of y'all just out here and you want you want to do what you want to do. Let's just be honest. You just want to be out here thotting and bopping on the hush hush. OK, 
let's be for real <laughs> so yeah I'd be like look here I ain't gonna waste your time and you ain't gonna give me a little $25 cause I already know what I was doing and I already repented for it and I'm moving on there ain't nothing you can tell me that to close these legs up cause I'm gonna go do it when I'm ready <laughs> that's how I used to be like no I don't mm-mm. no thank you thank you but no thank you I will pray from the crib I appreciate you so just me being single, you know, now I've learned that, you know, because when I came out of my divorce, that's what everybody wanted to say. Everybody said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, man, Lord, help me. So like now, somebody say something new, say something different. Everybody seemed like they just pulled up a script. Uh-huh. You know, the Lord wants you to be I'm like, Arab, I know what you about to say. Yeah. You know all on saying? the same prayer call. Right. Find so, a new circle. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I learned. I said I will not do to singles what was done to me. Bless their hearts. They were Bless doing their best. The they were doing their best. But I'm really, before I even open my mouth, I'll be like, Lord, what do you want me to say to this woman? Yeah. What do you want mm-hmm. me to say to this man? Because what I want to say may not be what you want me to say. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. I kind of dig to make sure, you know, the Holy Spirit unctions me on what to say. Yeah. Because you know? sometimes you can leave people walking away and they like, oh, gosh. Who you I telling? I knew it was no hope. You exactly. Know? <laughs> you know, like, you clearly know. she don't know what's going on in my yeah. life. So. Yeah. Brittany, you got married super duper young. I'm yeah, sure. I'm like a baby. Yeah, you're a little, little baby, little baby. How long before? How long was it before y'all started having kids? Oh God. So my story's a little different because I got pregnant every time on birth control. But yeah, what? it was the first year. Yeah, <gasps> meant to be kids. I, I was. Yeah, right? I was pregnant the first Thanksgiving after we got married, and we got married June second. Five days before my birthday. That's a blessed oh. marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it was very interesting. And then um, we had custody of his sister for a while. Really? And that was all, all of this was within the first year of our marriage. Oh, my goodness. Ministry out mm-hmm. the gate. Okay, great. Thanks for saying yes. Here go another yes. Yes. Exactly. That's why I said it was a lot of on-the-job training. Heck yes. So for you, what part, and I hate to ask, you know, because when people get married young, Mm -hmm. unless there's like a completely different answer outside of, I just wish I would have waited, I wish I would have known, you know, all the normal things, which I understand. It's it's understandable. Mm -hmm. What is something that you are glad you learned when you learned it by being a younger married couple? Well, I'll say two things. Mm-hmm. I definitely do not regret getting married when I got married. Bless God. Because I know me. Good, yeah. Yes. If I would not have gotten married in that season of my life, I would still be single. Come on. He knew Just what because he did. I was already so independent at 21. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, at 25, at 30. And you would have been a nurse a man by then. Been, exactly. There, there would have been nothing that somebody could have brought to the table that I wouldn't have felt like I could obtain on my own. And then the second thing that I would say is we were able to grow together. Yeah. So like now we can look at like all of the things that God has brought us through, all of the accomplishments we've made, like mm-hmm. in our physical life and in our spiritual life. And so those things are encouraging to keep you there. It's like, yeah, let's keep working because we've already seen all the things that we've been able to accomplish mm-hmm. this far. So what else does he have in store for us? Yeah. You know, like, what else will God let us accomplish and do? So I, I have no regrets about marrying young. And I was going right. to say, I appreciate it. Exactly. I appreciate you um, bringing that part out because I know mm-hmm. for a fact, I was just telling my boo thing um, the other day, I was like, God knew, and we actually say this to each other often, that we know God did what he did with how we met each other at the right time. Because even just six months prior, I would have been like, "Mm, whatever. Even Mm -hmm. just six months before meeting him, I would have been like, "Eh, mm, mm. no, no, thanks. I mean, you're great. You're very handsome, but I don't trust it. You know, like there was like, it was like up until the moment that God was like, okay, now there was so much pruning that had to happen. Mm -hmm. Like God uses every single minute of my life, if I let him, if I yield, to Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. get me to the next space in life. So I really appreciate that you said that because I don't, I don't think people get as honest with themselves all the time 
to realize mm-hmm. if I got what I wanted when I prayed it, I would have I would have squandered it. I would have abused it. That's not a as honest statement that I hear enough. So I'm so yeah. happy you brought that out. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no. Uh-uh. I wanted to be married at 20. I had a whole plan, y'all. Be married between 24 and 26. No, no. Be married at 24. Have my kids between 26 and 30. And be done with my last one at least by 31. And then use all that time to just be a parent and then get them kids out of my house and then live my life great in my 50s and 60s. Uh huh. Like, hurry up. (laughs) Hurry up. She wants the kids out the house so quick. Yep, hurry up. Get on on up there and get on out. They pimp us. Yes. Right. And I was so. This is just one of the requirements. I'm going to have some babies, but I'm going to need y'all to come on and get up out of here now so I can be great. Yeah. Stroll on out here. You open up now. You, you know how to use the restroom. We didn't taught you how to make a sandwich. I don't know what else you need from me. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I would not have. No, he changed the plan. No, he changed it. Look, that was never even the plan. I'm, that was my plan. I was, and when I tell you how salty I was when I turned 26, I got kicked off my parents' insurance. Um, you know what I'm saying? I get kicked off the insurance. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded that I'm single. I'm out here living for God for real. I'm like, I'm out here loving you and I can't get no cheeks. This is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) But then that let me know like, oh, my mindset was completely wrong. Mm -hmm. So like what? Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I'm I'm seeing even now, even with some of my friends, we just be talking and I'm like, yo, the heart is is a filthy adderous pit. That's what the word says. But I can smell it. I can like everything that's happening and even with my own stuff I'm like I only want somebody so my legs are warm when I sleep it ain't nothing about the service I'm not trying to serve for real I really want to be served I want you to see how I want life to be I want you to like the things I like the understanding of servanthood as a woman didn't really come into play until I was at work so I didn't really start developing my my service as a woman until I started being more available at work and stop focusing on the other stuff how do y'all think your your identity of being a woman like played out in your life was there a particular area where you realized like man my I am a woman and I have a job as a woman without the other titles I think that that's really a great question because a lot of times we don't like even when you hop into marriage I think you immediately go to the title of a wife yeah so you kind of bypass your womanhood sometimes because I know for me I felt completely stripped when I got married like who am I you know like how do I represent myself because you got these ideas trying to merge together you know the man and the woman trying to become one you know leave your mother and father and cleave but it's like but how do I do that if I'm not completely clear on who I am Mm -hmm. so it, it took some intentional work it took me having some super vulnerable conversations with like trusted individuals in my life. It took therapy for me to say, okay, well, who am I? Because before marriage, it was, I'm a strong, independent black woman. Mm-hmm. That was so your those identity. Were the things that, mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the things that defined me. So now I'm saying, okay, there's still tons of strength in being submitted to someone. Mm-hmm. But am I willing to attach myself to that new identity because uh, I've been so attached to independence yeah so mm-hmm. that willingness oh my gosh is so key that's why it was important for me at work because I'm out here you know there's this this job that I'm at and I love the vision of the company I really do but now I have to entrust what I saw myself as in the vision I have to submit under someone else who's supposed to take the vision and run with it shout out to the bible but I'm (laughs) (laughs) but you know I realized like oh my gosh if I am working in this company I have to trust that the person they put in charge can also be in charge of me and that was a struggle a struggle was it easier for you Tasha because both of y'all were you know grew up in like church settings was it easier for you to submit because you're like well I mean I submit to God or was it like I don't know you don't really know a whole lot sir (laughs) (laughs) well 
you know, just I, again, you know, because I've been married and divorced. So you kind of have to redo your mindset. Mm. And, you know, when I got divorced, uh, I wanted, you know, someone to sit down and talk to me. But God was like, look, let's sit down. Let's have a little sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the truth, you know, on some things about you, you know, and things like that. So it's kind of like my mindset was like, all right, I'm a woman because I was married, mm-hmm. you know, and I was doing all these mm-hmm. things. I was cooking, I was cleaning, I was doing all the wifely duties and making sure the in-laws was good. Like, just doing the American dream of a wife. Come on. And then when I got divorced, I was like, okay, like, what's going on? Like, I feel empty. I feel lost. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm a woman. So, you know, I'm still doing womanly things. But then God had to sit me down and say, now, this is my definition <sighs> of a woman. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I was like, oh, zip it. I'm listening. <laughs> I right. long it takes you, you know, to impart a lot of this in me. Because even though I grew up seeing womanly duties and then I like um, Brittany, I got married at a young age. Even though we got married at 20, I was with, with, with him when I was like 19. So, mm. you know, it was just like, I just thought that because I was a wife and I was doing everything and everybody was happy on mm-hmm. both. I'm a woman. Yeah. And boy, mm-hmm. when reality hit. You know, and you had to not have that husband there and that income and all of that. God was like, now let me show you how to walk in your womanhood, Christ-like, so you can be a light. So, yeah, yeah, that's my defining. Yeah, that's really good. I appreciate Mm -hmm. I appreciate you bringing that part out because, again, going back to now, what I love about the Rendezvous podcast, shout out to um, MMS Media, is the freedom (laughs) is the freedom to to express God in whatever way he sees fit within our, our different mm-hmm. shows. So, you know, MMS Media is a podcast network. So there are so many podcasts within the one um, network. And what I appreciate about the Rendezvous podcast is I have no intention of putting bars on God. So a lot of my topics will be about very general things, but always come back to God. And what mm-hmm. I love about this particular episode is the the nuance of being a woman striving for potential wifehood but then also being a servant of God first and that's what I hear mm-hmm. from what both of you ladies are saying even when we're working on ourselves, we're still serving God in that purpose we can't right he can use a broken vessel but it all has to be for his glory so mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, not everyone has that opportunity to be broken and be used for good. So if you if any of you listeners are out there and you're like, what does that even mean? What does that even look like for me to be broken, but still be be useful? Like, I don't I don't even understand that concept. I strongly encourage you to just look into a local church look into like mm-hmm. an online ministry or somewhere that is talking about the salvation of of God's love for you and just understanding that you know number one eternal damnation ain't nothing to play about okay there's plenty of videos out there that talk about heaven and hell being for real so overall you know what I'm saying get you some salvation you know get you some Jesus <laughs> but on top of that if you just are like man you know life is kind of dark and I don't really like what mm-hmm. it has to offer. That's probably because you you know that there is more out there. So if as you can hear from each of our perspectives, there is so much freedom. There is so much growth. There's so much love for you when you run into the arms of Jesus. And there's just no real way to get around it if you want a prosperous life. Even the billionaires are using kingdom principles. They just may not worship the God that we serve. So... Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There's beauty in in every in every area of your life. You just have to to get a new filter to see that. And that comes through through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, ladies, Amen. is there anything you would like to share with the people's name before we let them go? Because we could legit. I have, you know, four or five, six more <laughs> questions I could keep on asking because I got these gems and you're dropping them. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you would want to share with the audience about just the overall nature of, of womanhood or wifehood and just being servants? What about you, Tasha? I would just say keep God first and if you don't have them 
get them because <laughs> you're going to need them for everything for your like Brittany said you're going to need them for the journey you need them for your life your the friends your business your job um is Ariana say like just just seek God and get him. I mean, he's great. So I appreciate y'all being here so much. Uh, this was such an amazing filling episode. You know, I learned so much from you ladies and, and I just appreciate you for being available and coming and sharing all of your wisdom and your story. I'm sure there are people out there, men and women who can find themselves in, in something that you said and just identify that everyone's journey is different, but you can still find the peace through it no matter what the situation is so of course this has been the rendezvous podcast with your host ariana shears i have appreciated you all listening and as always tune in next time on the rendezvous podcast